1: It is Tuesday night, which means it's time to do a quick preview for um, tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study, which uh, for those of you who uh, watch Wednesday Night Live, if you're not in Denver, if you're in Denver, you already know Wednesday Night Live is a whole experience. It's powerful and it's going to be amazing tomorrow night, just like it always is. Come on in, speak to me. Let me know where you are watching from. Speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. Let me know where. You are watching from Aurora. Good to see you. Shalom. For those of you unfamiliar with that term, it's a term we've used in harvest culture since really our beginning. Um, It's a Hebrew word, a biblical word that means peace, but it doesn't just mean peace. It means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. All right. And so every time you speak that word, that's what you are speaking. Denver. Good to see you. Come on, y'all. Tell me where you're watching from. Shamon in tonight and tell me where you are watching from Dallas good to see you um, on Tuesday nights we do these message previews Tuesdays and Saturdays we do these message previews at nine o'clock mountain eleven o'clock eastern just to um, get you prepared for the words you're going to be receiving the next day number one and number two um, to so you can use it as a tool to invite people to watch online or invite people to Coming the building in Denver and soon to be Atlanta. Do not forget, um, we've got, of course, tomorrow night, we've got Wednesday Night Live, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Then on Friday, we're going to be in Atlanta for a Friday Night Fire. It's going to be fire. All right, can I get you to drop the fire in the chat? It's going to be fire. That is um, this upcoming Friday night at 7 o'clock. If you're in Atlanta uh, and you have not registered, go ahead and register. I have limited seating, so I need you to register so we can prepare for you. Text the word HCATL. It's in Harvard Search Atlanta. Type that on the screen. Uh, can I get a few? Of you just put that on the screen so I can pin it. Uh, text that so you can get registered. It's going to be amazing, all right? Uh, and so you want to cover that. Uh, that night in prayer with me. uh, If you haven't already done that, let's just pray now. Father, we again, Father, we have repeatedly come before you, sir, to cover Friday, February 18th in prayer, God. It is the first of our interest services there in the area. And so, God, we just committed it to your hands. And we say, Lord, have your way. We say, Lord, move by your spirit. Get the glory out of everything that happens. And for that, we say thank you now. Father, we pray that many decisions be made that night for people to recommit their self to you. Many decisions be made that night for people to connect with Harvest. And we take authority over that atmosphere in advance. We take authority over the parking lot authority over the facility take authority over the region god as we prepare to enter it and we pray god that you would do something supernatural that night that blows our mind do something weird father this is a weird year one of the definitions of weird is supernatural weird is not a negative word weird is a good word and for that god we say thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, we pray. We pray safe travels, Father, for those that are going. We pray safe driving for those that are there. We pray we come against distractions. We pray against things that would keep people from being there. We pray against unexpected emergencies. Come we pray against, Father, unexpected uh, tragedy. We pray against unexpected um, delay that would keep people from being there in the name of Jesus, God. And we pray you would start a fire start a fire that night. That's what your word says you came to do. You said, Father, in your word, uh, in Luke, uh, chapter uh, number 12, verse 49. You said, God, that you came to start a fire. So we pray that you would use us to do that, Father, on that night. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get you to drop an amen on the screen? Guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor, share this with somebody tonight and shout out to the two of you that have already used badges to sow when um, um, faithful givers flourish. And so you always want to be a blessing to what blesses you. All right. Let's get to it. We've been in this series called Another Love TKO, inspired by uh, the prophet, uh, Teddy Um, Listen, Teddy Pentegrast's song was the, in, um, the inspiration. Whenever I'm preaching about love, I use a lot of musical references. I use a lot of, God bless you, use a lot of musical references, use a lot of references um, related to media, movies. Why? Because the reality is m- most music, most media, most things, there's some undertone or substratum of love, sub-understratum, stature, uh, or, or build of love. There's something in there of love, right? Uh, even in action movies, there's love. Even in RoboCop, uh, who remembers RoboCop? Not the new RoboCop. I don't know about that. I'm talking about the original RoboCop. Uh, with uh, 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 Drop it. Original RoboCop. Even RoboCop had a, lie, a love story through it most music, most movies, most entertainment. There is something in there with a stream of love. Why? Because we were built to love. Come on. You say you remember. We were built to love. All right. And so the scripture says that God is love. So since God is love, Watch me. When we have God, we are built to love. Look at me. It is not natural and normal for you to be, uh, to hate people. It is not natural and normal for you to be against people. It is not natural and normal for you to hold grudges. Come on. It is not natural and normal. Hey, Miami for you um, to always have thoughts and issues with people. God is love, and we were built to love. We were built to love. In fact, the Bible says that faith works by love. That word uh, works there is the word uh, energeo in the Greek, which literally means it's energized or it's powered. That's Galatians 5, 6, by love, which means, watch me, your faith doesn't even work if your love doesn't work. And for some of you all, you struggle trusting God because the truth is, watch me, it's, it's not because you, you have a, uh, uh, an issue with uh, trusting God, you have a love issue. You struggle, watch me, believing in the word because you have a love issue. Faith works by love. And for some of you, watch me, your love issue is not even with God, it's with somebody else. So your issue with somebody else is interfering with your faith in God. I'm going to say that again. For some of you, you have love issues with other people. And because you have love issues with other people, it's interfering with your faith in God. Bishop, prove that. Oh, I'm glad you asked me. Don't ask me to prove something I can do. I know this book. Um, You look at Moses. Moses was the man of God. His name in Hebrew is Moshe, which means to draw out. God literally, he was called that. Because he was drawn out of the Nile River, number one. But then number two, God was going to use him to draw his people out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. Pay attention. Moses, for 40 years, he spends it in Egypt. For another 40 years, he spends it in the wilderness. The last 40 years, he spends it with the children of Israel and they never, ever make it into the promised land. Here's why. Uh, one, they were complainers. Two, uh, they kept wanting to go back to what they, uh, their comfort zone. And for some of you, you got to hear me. Do not ask God for change and get mad when things start changing. I'm going to say that again. Do not ask God for change and then get mad and angry and frustrated when things begin to change. But here's what happened for Moses. For Moses, Moses got so angry with the people, and I need every leader to hear me. You have to be careful that you do not let those that you are called to lead, watch me get in the way of you and God. You got to hear me because people, oh my God, people they're much easier to deal with in their minds than they are in real life. I'm going to say that again. They are mu- In their minds, they're, they're easy. In their minds, they're doing everything right. But when you sit in the seat of a leader, you understand that people sometimes can be a whole lot. Can I get some leaders on here to clap your hands and clap your hands? Because that's the truth. But look at me, um, instead of pay attention, the issue isn't leading. Sometimes the issue is the way that you lead. The issue isn't leading; it's the way that you lead. For some of you, I keep saying, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this." Shut your mouth. The issue is not leading; it's the way that you lead. And Moses, Moses carried the weight of the people on himself. And you know, don't want to know why I think he did that. Here's why I think he did that. Because Moses, Moses, we see is the man, the Bible says he did not speak well, uh, which means he's insecure. In fact, in Exodus, when I mean, the Lord is speaking to him and saying, you're going to be as God to Pharaoh and, Mo- and Aaron will be the prophet. It says when Pharaoh sees you, he'll see God. When Pharaoh sees Aaron, he'll see the prophet. Pay attention. Uh, in all of that, Moses doesn't speak well. So we know that he's insecure. He's insecure because he tells the Lord, I can't speak well. What about this? What about this? What about that? He's insecure. Listen to me. And when you're an insecure leader, pay attention. You will all, oh my God, I'm going to drop a bomb right here. This deserves an offering. You ready? When you're an insecure leader, you will tolerate stuff from people you should not tolerate. Oh my God. When you are an insecure leader, You will tolerate stuff from people that you should not tolerate because in your mind, well, who's going to do it? I'm here to tell you he'll raise somebody else up to do it. But what we're not going to do is tolerate sloppy and half put together from nobody. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. When you're an insecure leader, watch me. You will tolerate things from people you should not tolerate. When you're an insecure leader, you will literally take on, watch me, what other people should be doing, because in your mind, I got to do this. We got to keep them. And you better hit me. Nobody in the seat. Listen, this empty seat is better than the wrong person in that seat. Moses carried these people. And every time that God was like, listen, Moses, I'm about to handle them. I'm about to deal with them. L- listen, the Lord literally tells Moses, me and you will start over. That's what he literally tells him. Matter of fact, let me give you scripture. Let me give you scripture. Let Let me give you scripture. He tells them, I will make a great nation out of you, Moses. That's Exodus 32 and 10. He says, I will make a great nation out of you. He says, let's start over. And for some of you, your fear of starting over is why you keep tolerating sloppy people. Oh my God. Why you keep tolerating sloppy friends? Why you keep tolerating sloppy relationships? Ain't nobody talking to me in these comments tonight. Y'all are quiet. It feels like a Roman Catholic, uh, 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 nothing against Roman Catholics. Feel like a Roman Catholic Instagram live tonight. Moses literally tolerated things he shouldn't, so he took it on. And every time God was like, listen, I'm done with them. I'm, look at me. You, if, look at me. If God is done with them, who are you to hold on? There comes a point where even God says, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. I have mercy. I have grace. I have love, but I'm no longer going to try to help them because they don't want to be helped. I love them, but I'm no, I love them, but I'm no longer going to try to get them to do what they're not going to do. And for some of you all, you think you got more mercy than God. You have more mercy. You think you have more mercy than Jesus. Even the Lord says, there's a certain point where I say I'm done. I love them, but I think I better let it go. Come on. Even God knows how to let it go. And you sitting here holding on. You sitting here having meetings. You sitting here having interventions. You sitting here doing this and that and the other. And even God says, I'm done. I love them, but I'm done. He literally says that to Moses in Exodus 32, 10. He says, I am done. I love them. He says, but I am done trying to get them to go into the promised land. He says, they're going to die in the wilderness. And that's my decision. That's my decision because that's what they want. They complain. They, they, they're too difficult to deal with. They don't want to do what they're supposed to do. So since they don't want to do what they're supposed to do, Moses, let them die in the wilderness and I will start over with you. That was God's offer. You know what Moses did? He's an insecure leader. You know what else Moses struggles with? Abandonment. He, he struggles with abandonment. And for some of you, if you've ever been abandoned, um, you can have a mentality of where you, you don't want to you don't want to perpetrate what was done to you. Uh, but not realizing that there's a difference between abandonment and awareness. Abandonment and awareness. There's a difference between the two. See, remember, his mother and father, by faith, the Bible says, in Hebrews, they put him, hey Kansas, they put him, guys. If you just come in here, let me know where you're watching from. By faith, his mother and father, they put him in the Nile because the edict had went on across the land that the firstborn sons had to be executed. Or that, that the sons that were born had to be executed. Not firstborn specifically, but the sons had to be executed. So they were afraid that Moses was going to be executed. So they put him in the Nile. But you got to remember, for 40 years, listen to me, for 40 years, he is unaware that because he grows up in Egypt, he grows up in the house of Pharaoh. For 40 years, he is unaware of where he came from. I'm going to get your business tonight. So he struggles with abandonment because in his mind, well, why did you give me up? Oh, my God. There's a difference between abandonment and awareness. So he has this David thing. David had this same issue. David had a son named Absalom. And Absalom was literally trying to have a coup d'etat. He was trying to overthrow David's kingdom. And for a while, he did. For a while, he, he literally took his father's wives and he slept with them. He literally took, the Bible says, he stole the hearts of the people. And what ends up happening is that David... Literally, um, uh, uh, is on the run. A lot of what you read in the Psalms, where you talk about my enemies are coming after me, all of that, that's Absalom. A lot of what you read when David is writing some of the Psalms, he's running from his own son. Y'all, not talking to me tonight. So, what happens is that David, um, they get ready to kill Joab, uh, uh Absalom, they'll go find him. When they go find him, David tells one of his mighty men. Um, Joab, J-O-A-B, J-O-A-B, he says, don't kill him. So Joab was like, okay, fine, sir. I ain't gonna kill him. But when they find Absalom, Joab says, you 10 servants of mine, y'all come kill this Mark because he has come against the man of God. He's come against David and he has got to die. He has got to die. They get back to David. And when they get back to David, um, David says, David doesn't say anything else. You know what he asked? He says, "Um, tell me about my lad. Tell me about my son. Is Absalom alive? They said, no, he dead. David begins to weep and to mourn. He gets off of the throne and he begins to weep in the corner. And Joab tells him, if you don't get up, if you don't get up out of this seat, he said, I'll dare you weep over this guy who was trying to literally took your kingdom, was sleeping with your women, literally made a mockery out of you, stole the hearts of your people. We've been on the run from this, Mark, and you're concerned that he's dead? Why would David be so... um, Yes, you said, well, Bishop, that's his son. Yes, that's his son, but consider what his son did. Why would he feel that way about his son? Because he is trying to... Watch me. He has an issue because his father, Jesse abandoned and rejected him. So now, even though his son is nothing but trouble, he has the same complex as if I cannot do this to Absalom because Jesse did it to me. And for some of you all, you were trying not to do to other people what was done to you, but you don't even realize this is a different circumstance. There's a difference between abandonment and awareness. There's a difference between abandonment and awareness. So let's back up now and go to Moses. Moses. the truth is, you deal with eject, rejection and abandonment issues. So you don't want to leave the children of Israel because in your mind, well, God, who's going to, and you, you can see it in Exodus when he talks back to God and his response to the Lord. You feel like if you're not there, who's going to be there? You feel like if I don't do it, who's going to do it? You feel like if I don't help them, who's going to help them? If you feel like if, I, if it's not me, then who? And some of y'all look at me. You are carrying baggage that is literally going to rob you of your promise. I need you tonight on this message preview, which we started calling Tuesday Night Bible Study, because literally none of this is in the message. This is just the flow of the Lord tonight for you. You ready? I need you to say, I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. For some of you, you keep carrying your grown kids. Let it go. You keep carrying your issues with your friends. Let it go. You keep carrying, well, if I'm not there, who's going to be there? Listen, they need to trust God the same way you got to trust God. Period. Period. Okay? They're going to have to trust God the same way you have to trust God. Well, you know, if I don't pray for them, who's going to pray for them? Pray for them, but that don't mean that you got to get all up in it. You have to let it go. Why? Why bishop? Because Moses didn't let it go. And you know what happens? Whenever you start overpouring into people, when they start underperforming, watch me, you are going to resent them. Whenever you overpour into people and they start underperforming, you are going to resent them. Bishop, what do you mean? So Moses does all of this to rescue them. He keeps running to the rescue. And some of y'all are Captain Saver blanks, whatever that blank may be. And you have to stop it. You have to stop it. Now I know what somebody's saying. I know what some, over-merc- some unrestrained, merciful Christian is saying right now. Well, but Jesus runs after us. You're not Jesus, okay? Well, Jesus gives us another chance. He does, but you're not Jesus. So what ends up happening? What ends up happening? Moses, as time goes by, he begins to resent them. He doesn't really like them. And some of y'all, here's your issue you, you have people that you love, but you don't really like them anymore. Come on, it's getting real tonight. It's getting real tonight. You have people that you love, but the truth is, you really don't like them anymore. Why? You resent them because what's happened is that you have poured and poured and poured and poured, and you are not seeing performance. You are not seeing progress. You are not seeing any results from your pour. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you have people you don't really like. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I already know I'm telling the truth. You can raise your hand if you want to, but I already know I'm telling the truth. You're like, I don't even, I can't stand them no more. Come on, y'all, let's be 100. When you're real, you can heal I don't even like that mark no more. I don't even like dealing with them anymore. Why? Because you'll get like Moses, you'll begin to resent people. You'll begin to resent people. And here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Moses begins to resent them. And so now he's like, oh, here they go. Oh God, here they go. And what ends up happening? Moses one day is so angry with the people. He's so angry with the people you know what he does he beats the rock the lord said speak to the rock moses command water to come out moses is so angry with the people he hits the rock he hits the rock and he beats the rock but the rock was an anthropomorphization what does that mean jesus turned himself into the rock so when he said speak to the rock he was saying speak to me question what have you beat that you were supposed to speak to OK, let me ask, let me say it another way. What have you been hostile toward that was really your help? says, a pastor. I know about this because some people you will pray for God to give you an answer. The answer will show up through the man of God. And then all of a sudden you get hostile with your help. You get hostile with what's sent to help you. I'm teaching better than y'all to type in comments. You get hostile with your help. You will get hostile. Watch me. You'll pray for an answer, get an answer, then you get hostile with the answer. You'll pray for you'll pray for a, 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 an answer, get the answer, and get hostile with the answer. What have you struck that you were supposed to speak to? Struck. What does that mean? You didn't handle it properly. Talk to me. You did not handle it properly. You did not handle it the right way. You did not deal with it the right way. You ref- you didn't handle it properly. You got hostile with what was sent to help you. Oh my God! You got hostile with who was sent to with who was sent to help you. So now, watch me. You're projecting on somebody else your issues. Woo wee! This is good teaching on this Tuesday night. You mishandle it. How many of you can be honest? Don't lie now. Well, you can say I've mishandled some things, not because I was I didn't really even have an issue. My issue wasn't even with the rock. My issue was with these marks translation, these people. So Moses is mad at the people, but he strikes the rock. Look at me. How many of you your issues with people, but it affects your prayer. You don't pray because you are mad at them. Oh, my God. Your issue is with people. You're mad, you're mad at somebody else, but now you won't lift your hands and worship in church. You got to add it. How do you gonna have an attitude in church? How going you gonna have an attitude when you stream it online because you got an issue with a person? Oh my God. How are you going to withhold worship from God? Watch me. How are you going to withhold worship from God? Because you have an issue with the person. So you mad at your husband. And so now you sitting up in church. A baby bye. You mad at your kids. And so now all of a sudden you, I'm just tired. So what? He didn't do that to you. Jesus didn't do that to you. Come on, y'all. Let's just have corporate repentance tonight. Father, forgive us for taking stuff out on you when really, God, our issue was with somebody else. Forgive us, God, for mishandling our help. Forgive us, God, for not praying, for not worshiping. Forgive us, God, for taking out on you something that had nothing to do with you. It was an issue with somebody else. Come on, I need you to say, forgive me, Lord. We've all done it. We have all done it. I need you to say that. Forgive me, Lord, because we have all done it. We have all done it. We have all done it. In fact, when you got issues with people, your worship should be more intense. When you have issues with people, your your worship, should, your praise should be more intense. Your prayers should be more intense. You got to hear me. It should be more intense. Why? I'm not going to take out on God something he has nothing to do with. You mad at your mama and so now you ain't coming to church. Baby back. Mad at your sister. You ready? Mad at somebody else in church or somebody else you watch with online or whatever are you are you joking? are you joking mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, not happening, not happening. Moses, here we go. he beats the rock because he's mad at the people, and you know what the Lord says? listen to me, Moses, listen to this, let me just tell you what he said let me let me read it to you um let me read this to you. In Deuteronomy 32 um, and 35, um, let me read it to you right from there. Um, and I'm going to read you this. 32, um, 35. Oh, I know that's not where we want to go. Hold on. Let me take you somewhere else. I want to read you what the Lord says to him. All right. And if you just come in here and tell me where you're watching from, I want to read you. What the Lord said to him, or fifty-two, verse fifty-two is where I want to go. I want to read this to you. Um, so listen to this. Um actually let's start in verse 48, Deuteronomy 32, verse 48. I want I want I want you to listen to this. Um that very day the Lord spoke to Moses, go up to this mountain of Abira, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, opposite Jericho, and view the land of Canaan which I'm giving to the people of Israel for possession. He says, go look at the promised land. Now think about this. This is number one, verse 50. Then he says, and die on the mountain, which you go up and be gathered to your people. And Aaron, your brother, as Aaron, your brother died in Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. He said, bring your family around. He said, and go up to that mountain. And this is it for you. Listen to why, because you broke faith with me. Jesus. He said, you broke faith with me in the midst of the people of Israel. And because you did not treat me holy in the midst of the people of Israel, you're going to see the land, Moses, but you are not going into the land. Wow. God says, you broke faith with me cousin M. So you ain't gone. Oh, my God. Come on. I just need us to have a moment again, please. I know this is a preview. I just need us to have a moment again say, Father, forgive us for breaking faith with you because of people, because of people issues, because of people problems, because of misunderstandings, because of disagreements, because of attitudes. Forgive us. Throw shade that I'm talking about. i Forgive us, God. Come on, I need you to type that on the screen. Forgive us. How many of you can be honest, wave at me, where issues with people, be honest, it's affected your prayer. It's affected your, look at me, it's affected your serving. Woo! It's affected your attitude. Uh Uh-oh, I heard this. It's affected your giving. Mm. It's affected your worship. It's affected your praise. I just heard this. I don't know who this is for, but the Holy Ghost is telling on people tonight. It's affected how you view your man of God. Oh, I heard the Holy Ghost loud. He showed me faces there. You better repent. Jesus, forgive us. He says, you broke faith with me, Moses. You broke faith with me, Moses, because of him. He says, and you didn't treat me holy in front of them. Now, I just want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. So Moses at 120 is the exit as uh, the end of Moses' life. Um, I want you to think about this. Um, Moses has had a good track record. I just want you to hear me, hear me. And all of this deals with love. Moses has had a good track record. He's 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 had a good track record. But guess what? This, look at me, this one thing. Mm -mm 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 -mm. This one thing. Oh my God. This one thing. You gotta hear me. This one thing. God says, I'm over it. I'll let them go. You're not. Listen, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You have made too much progress going through too much hell, been over too many valleys and mountains and to let one thing be what makes him say, go look at it, but you can't have it. Wow. Can we just have a moment to release a praise right there that if you still have a pulse, God still has a plan and it is not too late. I need you to put a praise on the screen. If you still have a pulse, God still has a plan and it is not too late. Oh, my God. If you still have a pulse, God still has a plan and it is not too late. It's not. It's not. This one thing. Moses had a track record 100 plus years of making it happen. 40 years of leading these people who were not easy to lead. They were awful. God. And you want to know what the Bible calls them? Acts called them the church in the wilderness. The book of Acts says this was the first church, them. That was church. That was church. And Moses, as the senior pastor of that church, Moses said, God said to Moses, you've led them for 40 years, but um, I just, I ain't talking to Alexa, but I, I'm not going to let you go in. Nope. Nope. Look at me. Look at me. Some of you all, you spend the, oh, bro, shit. I heard this. Please let me go. Let me, free me up to prophesy. There's seven of you on here tonight where here's been the pattern of your life. This has been the pattern of your life. You do a lot of work to get something ready. You do a lot of work to prepare something. You do a lot of investment in something. And then when it comes time to finally do it and birth it, you abort it. Who are those seven? Because God's coming to get you tonight. He's come, That cycle is being broken tonight. That cycle's been, There are at least seven of you that are on here right now. That has been your cycle. Your cycle has been, you put in 39 years worth of work, and then in year 40, you abort. Mm -mm. Wave at me. Wave at me now. Follow my instructions, please. I'm going to pray for you. That's about to end now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we would not be, the scripture says, like the children of Israel, where they, bring, uh, where they, uh, are labor and labor, but they cannot bring anything forth. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, I heard you loud and clear. That cycle and that circle, it ends tonight. No longer would they labor and labor and labor and labor and labor and, labor and then abort. I rebuke Roshe Baha'i. I rebuke premature abortions. In the spirit, I rebuke premature abortions. In relationships, premature abortions. and business, premature abortions. You run. I rebuke the spirit of the runner. I rebuke the spirit of the runner. I rebuke the spirit. Here it is, of you shutting down. For some of you, you are cold. You are cold and you have already aborted because your heart turned. I pray that tonight, God, turn your heart and give you a heart of flesh and not one of stone. In Jesus' name. I need you to... Put a praise on the screen. I need you to put a praise on the screen. I need you to put a praise on the screen. I need you to put a praise in the screen. Let me go here. This is like this has n- I, none of this is going to be preached tomorrow or Sunday. Um, so this is you on here tonight getting what God wants you to get. All right, all right. Shout out to the 15 of you that have sowed. You need to be sown into this. Um, Isaiah 26 and 18 is the scripture I was just referencing. He says, um, it says this, uh, we were in labor. We, we were in labor. Um, we have twisted and struggled in labor, but we gave birth only to wind. We could not accomplish anything. Did you hear me? That's Isaiah twenty six eighteen. He says, we were in labor, but we only gave birth to wind. We couldn't accomplish anything. We couldn't accomplish what we set out to do. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Come on. I need you to pro- prophesy that. Say no more abortions in my life. And I, I don't need you to take that somewhere. I did not take that. Don't take that somewhere. I didn't take that. I'm talking about where you kill something prematurely. Where you get rid of something. You block something. You stop something. You put forth a lot of labor. And then you quit. And then you give up. Then you retreat. I rebuke Roshe Bahaya. I rebuke your retreat. Y'all better come on tonight. I rebuke your retreat. I rebuke your retreat. The Bible says that if we pull back, he has no pleasure in us. That means if we go forward and we pull back, that's Hebrews 10, 38, that he'll have no pleasure in us. Mm -mm, mm -mm, You're not doing that. You're not doing that this year. Look at me. You're You're not doing that this year. You're not doing that this year. You're not not doing it, not an option. Come on, I just need you to, some of you. I need you to make this declaration. I'm not doing that this year. That's not an option. I'm not doing that this year. That's not an option. Not gonna put all this work into it to get to the end and not do it. You're not gonna do all this planning to get to the end and give up. Not happening. Jesus, I got all of that because of Moses, and Moses he got so frustrated with these people that literally he, he began to resent them. I mean, he began to resent them, he was supposed to speak to a rock and he hit that rock. And when Moses hit that rock, after a hundred plus years of a good record, not perfect, but good, of a good record, Moses, God says, you're not going in. You're not going in. Why? Because faith works by love. Faith is powered by love. And so, watch me. Here's what the enemy wants to do. That's Galatians 5, 6. Here's what the enemy wants to do. is he wants to get you to a place to where you're offended, to where you're angry, to where you're mad, to where you have got issues with people. And it affects your love. And your love is what fuels your faith. It's just that simple. Your love is what fuels your faith. Faith is power. It's gas. If you got an electric, it's the battery pack. You cannot do it. Look at me. Bishop, How do I know? How do I know my faith is being attacked because you're having challenges with people? That's how you know. That's what the Bible says: fight the good fight of faith. Well, what does you really mean by that? To fight the good fight of faith. If faith is powered by love, then that means fight the fight of love because your faith won't work without love. So, so if the enemy wants to attack your faith, he's going to attack it through people. I I could stop right here. In fact, I think I will. This has been a whole word tonight. Some of you need to go back and watch this replay and you need to release all offense tonight. You need to release all issues tonight. You need to, there's some people you need to call and say, you know what? I apologize that I let this little thing drag out. I, I apologize. There's some people you just need to tell the Lord. Lord, I ain't mad no more. There's some people you were mad at. You need to call and say I ain't mad at you no more. Uh, we, we, we all is well. God is good. Just keep it moving. There's some people you need to forgive tonight. There's some people you need to let go tonight. You need to just. It's not. Look at me. It's not worth it. You see, And just think about that. You sitting up here mad, stressed out, got an attitude. That is too much energy to be given something like that. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. This is a whole word. Shout out to the 21 of you that have used badges to so This is a whole word. Faith works by love. Moses' faith stopped working. Moses' faith stopped working because he had issues with people. and Because he had issues with people. One bad decision. God says, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Look at me. Some of you need to forgive you. Just say, hey, listen, it was dumb. It was stupid, but let's get up and keep it moving. How long are you going to kick yourself? How long are you going to beat yourself down? How long are you going to keep telling yourself, I was so dumb. I was so dumb. Well, get up. Be smart. That's too much. Tomorrow's message is going to be a twist in the series. Um, It's going to be a total twist in the series. Um, Many people live life like this. It's either or. Um, that's a scarcity mentality, an abundance mentality, a love mentality says both and. When, when you love someone or something, you don't make, you, you don't create, you don't immediately jump to the ultimatum of either or. Sometimes it's both and. Tomorrow there's a twist in the series. Come on, come somebody say a twist. Do the 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 twist. There's a twist in the series tomorrow night. 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. I'm excited for you to see the twist. I want you to take a time, take this time, invite some people to church um, tomorrow night. Invite some people to Friday Night Fire in Atlanta. I need you all to help me spread the word there so that we can make sure um, that uh, we start a fire on uh, February 18th. Um, we're going to start a fire. You got to do the twist. You got you to gotta, you gotta make a new dance. This chair doesn't let me turn, so... Anyway, um, don't forget church tomorrow night, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern Friday night fire in Atlanta, seven o'clock Eastern. That's five o'clock mountain on, um, Friday night. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I love you all. I pray you have an amazing, I, listen, I gave you a whole word. You don't, you need to go, you need to go chew on that and go do that. Um, you need to go chew on that and do that. Sunday's message. If you missed it was called the sequel. Um, get our app. Can I get it for you to put that on the screen? That's our app. Um, come on, y'all got tornadoes. Come here. That's our app, um, which is um, you can text the word harvest to 877 eight seven seven five five two four seven four six. Can I also get you all? Uh, thank you for sending. When you sh- when you uh, save this, we're gonna have to keep pri- uh, uh, working. So TikTok, my TikTok is on fire. I've gotten like eight thousand new followers in the last like four days. We got view. We got a million view video. One point one million on one. We've got um, I think like four hundred thousand on another. Something like that, and sixty thousand on another. So my TikTok is on fire. In fact, I started to go live on TikTok tonight and said, yeah, you know, but um, which I will um, start doing that. But and then they tell you when you go live on TikTok. I got to tell you, two, two when I looked at it, it says two point eight thousand or you know twenty eight hundred of your followers are online right now. Um, but at any rate. What we got to do is we got to keep getting Instagram to do right by us. So I need you, to, when when this posts, I need you to save it and share it in your Instagram story and just put a comment even, even once it posts. That way we got to get them, get my stuff, get my algorithm right. We already covered in prayer. Father, we pray that you would lift these algorithms to work in our favor so that more people can hear and be exposed. To the word and receive the word. Make Facebook, make TikTok, make Instagram, make them favor our accounts. Make them favor our accounts. Let them lift the algorithmic restrictions. Let the algorithm work in our favor. In Jesus' name, I'm serious. Amen. All right. If this blessed you, you can sow, you can use the badges. If you want to use Cash App, it's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. Or uh, you can use PayPal, Zelle, Givlify, and given all of that's available, the email for all of that is hello at harvestchurch.church. And then tonight, if you're on here, you're not a Christian, or you want to recommit yourself to the Lord, one of those two things, when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to simply do one thing, and that is simply to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me, wherever you're at, and I want to lead you in a prayer to Jesus tonight. One, two, three, if that's you, respond right where you're at. Don't think about it. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. We are not going to beat you down. We're not going to do all that. I'm going to love you and love you to life. When you're at harvest and when you're a bishop for me, you're in a safe place, all right? You are in a safe place. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure to do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Again, I love you. Or I see you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, Fraser's the first part of that handle. I got you. Come on. All right, come on. I'm going to count down. One more time, just in case you're here and you have not responded. No guilt, no condemnation, no saying. Don't say, I don't want the people to see my hand. You are in a safe place. You're in a safe place. One, all right? I said count you down, but I'm going to count you up to five. Two, I'm going to give you an opportunity before I go up, take you into this prayer. Three, do not miss your moment. Even if you're watching the replay or listening to this on a podcast. Four, five, everybody pray this with me. Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to now be a Christian and be faithful in Jesus' name, amen. I need you to do one thing if you just prayed that prayer. One, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. Um, I need you to just text the word decision, like the decision you just made to give your life to the Lord or recommit yourself to him. I need you to text that word decision. To the phone number 877-552-4746. It's right there on the screen. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you what to do next. I prayed a prayer. Now, what do I do? Well, we're not going to leave you out there by yourself. We're not going to leave you alone. We're going to give you the instructions that you need to move forward. All right. I love you all. Again, I didn't get to go where I wanted to go, but this is where God wanted to go. Please do yourself a favor and go back and listen to this if you missed any of it um, and let it speak life into you faith works by love um, do not let anybody do not let anybody um, you got to learn how to just let stuff go and let it go fast why because if the enemy's trying to attack your faith he's trying to attack he's going to attack your love and if he's attacking your love that means he's attacking your faith which means he's attacking your future because your faith produces your future So for many of you, watch me. Stop letting the enemy get you. Every time you get close, you beat the rock. Every time you get close, you get offended. Every time you get close, let's do something weird this year. Let's make the devil out to be a lie. Come on, y'all. I love you. Pray you have an amazing night. Says thank you for your consistency. That's just who I am. Um, that's just who I am, um, and I strive to get better at that all the time, so God be the glory for that. All right, love you guys. Have an amazing night. See you tomorrow night at church. Invite people to church on Wednesday. Invite people to church in Atlanta for Friday night, and make sure you um, make a comment on this video. Once it posts, you can just say, praise the Lord, hand emoji, whatever. We're going to get this algorithm on Instagram. Whatever they're doing, when they change it, we went, if you look back at some of my older stuff, we used to get 5, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 views on stuff. And some of this recent stuff, I looked at prayer last night, 96 views. I said, the devil is a liar and his mama. Huh? But at any rate, all is well. God is good. People are being reached. And that's the main thing. Love you. Have a good night.